0: Welcome back to the Songha Center here in Lowell, Massachusetts. Game 1, Hockey East first-round series. It is UMass Lowell leading Merrimack by the score of one to nothing on a goal by Connor Wilson in the first period. Shots on goal in the first were 12-12. to Merrimack's Michael Babcock called for the first penalty of the game at the 20-minute mark, and Lowell will start the second period on a 2-minute man advantage power play. I'm Mike McNichol alongside... John Leahy, want to wish happy birthday, by the way, to my grandmother, Jeanette Macnick, 95 years old today, so happy birthday to her. And this first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers. They're an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure that you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. And you can do that this weekend, because the series is just down the street at Lowell, but located right down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also, Fuddruckers, has locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. Mike McMahon joins us here from the Merrimack. 4th.com, college hockey news, and the Eagle Tribune as well. So one nothing, uh, low 1 period is
1: in the books here. Mike, your thoughts on the first period? flood record sounds good. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> no, it was... You know, really, the story of that first period, I think, came down to turnovers. It was uh, three pretty bad turnovers in the defensive zone. One of them led to a goal, and, and now if you're Merrimack, you're down one nothing at the end of one. And the direct result of a turnover. I mean, that's really what it came down to. I didn't think that either team really took care of the puck all that well. I mean, Lowell, Lowell was sloppy with it as well. So, uh, overall, a, a pretty sloppy first period, which you wouldn't expect from the first period of your first playoff game, really for both teams.
0: Yeah, you look at the chances Merrimack had, too. I think they had more good chances in the first period. They certainly... Than they did all of the uh, all of the second game last week in the game here at UMass Lowell. But you think back to a great first period. I thought he had a terrific period, generating chances, uh, creating space where there was none, and, and getting uh, good puck, getting pucks to the net for good scoring opportunities. Petty had one as well. Uh, you know, there were a couple other ones right down there that I thought you know, pretty good scoring chances that, that Merrimack had. And we talked about the turnovers here. We could easily be almost forgetting about that, and they could you know, if two of those. are gun in it could be 2-1 going the other way
1: yeah and you need to find a way to create offense against lowell cuz they're not going it's not going to be easy i mean they play a pretty hard style i think they're even I think they're tougher around their net than they have been in recent years because they don't have the same skill that they had up front. So they almost have to kinda of win games the way that they won them Norm uh, Nor Basin's first year here. Which was just really tough in front of the net. They didn't really get they didn't let you get to their net at all. And and there's been times where they've struggled with that this year. I mean they're a five hundred team. It's not like they've been, you know, steamrolling everybody they've played. So there have been times where they've struggled with that. Uh, but for the most part, I think in the games where they've won, the theme, if you, if you, if you talk to Norm the, that the theme is better they've won those battles in the net front. When they're playing well, that's what they're doing. So you got to find a way to create. Uh, I thought that Ludwig Larson and Sammy DiBernier both you know, did a really good job of creating plays in the first period. Uh, Derek Petty as well. I mean, they're all on one line. But even Petty, I think, had a chance in the middle of the slot too. So how
0: about this? They were shut out 5 nothing here last Saturday night. Uh, they're being shut out now one nothing through the 20 minutes of play. How important is it for them to get one pass? ask Christopher Hernberg.
1: Yeah, you need one. And that's the big thing. So if he had started the Friday night game and you win 4-1, I don't think it's as big of a deal because you know you can beat him. Uh, But the longer you go without a goal, and they made the goaltending change, Tyler Wall started on that Friday game, so the longer you go without a goal against this guy, I think it becomes more and more of a mental thing. It can become more and more of a mental block. So uh, you need one. That's why I I remember at the end of the game Last week in the third period on Saturday, we were saying, hey, you're down 5 nothing, but even if you can get one, at least, at least mentally you know you can beat this guy. And I, I think the longer it goes, the more important that that goal is going to come. Mike, did you get a chance to catch any of the Vermont-UMass game last night, and what would you think of it? Uh, I didn't see any of it. I, I saw the highlights, and it seemed like it was a pretty good start to the playoffs. Uh, I think if we're going to get excitement like that, uh, we're in for some, for some entertaining series as we get it next sure. Let's
0: talk about the playoff format, then. You had some words about it this week. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, we still, we're down to 11 teams this year, with Notre Dame having departed on East for the Big Ten. Where they unusually, I guess, they steamrolled right their way through the Big Ten, which was a tougher league for them to be in. I don't know, Hockey East or the Big Ten, but they seem to be having a pretty easy time of it in the Big Ten. At any rate, with Hockey East down to 11 teams, uh, they went back to the format they had the year before, I think it was was it before UConn joined. Before UConn joined, yep. Yeah. Right, so now, uh, it's kind of unusual in that it, we're back to that unusual sort of format which, at least previously, we knew was only temporary, but now we don't know what the future holds. You've got these three first round series here between the teams ranked 6th through 11th, the 5th place team is uh, is off along with the top 4 teams, but then number 5 never ends up getting to host the series, so effectively everybody from 1st through 8th place in the league standings ends up hosting uh, at least 2 games in a playoff series, except for number 5, which this year is UConn, they know that they will be matched up to go at BU next week in the quarterfinals in the Hockey East quarterfinals, so the big question then becomes, do you change the format. Um, I think it's definitely an important factor that that 5th place team there is no benefit to them anymore now for having well, this format yeah, unlike the reason they did it. Right, previously you would have had number 5 against number 12 they would have had a, a chance most would say a good chance to win 2 games at least and maybe help themselves in the pairwise and the RPI the statistical formula that it may help an extra team get into the hockey tournament but now that that's not there anymore have I mean, you had a chance to talk with anybody perhaps around the league do you sense that there might be momentum building to try to change the playoff format
1: I wish they would change it I don't think they would um, but you're right. I mean, and, and it's it's a legitimate claim when you have 12 teams that it could help number five. You think back to 2012 when Merrimack was the fifth place team. They went to Maine in the first round. They lost in three games. They were the first team out of the NCAA tournament by like zero point zero zero one eight RPI points or something. So you got to think if they hosted a series the weekend before, even if they beat number 12 twice and it's a last place team, that's going to be enough to get you the zero point zero 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 one eight whatever it was RPI points. Fairmont would have been in the tournament that year, so I think the I think the mindset is is a good one. If you can help number five, then you have 12 teams. Well, you don't have 12 teams. So uh, I'd almost, I'd, honestly, I'd rather see them just go back to eight. Uh, it would mean you eliminate nine, 10, and 11, and uh, do, that does, I think, add some more added importance to your to your regular season, and uh, it just makes things a little more clear. Like you said, it doesn't help anybody right now to do it this way. I, I'm fine with it when it was waiting for UConn, and you knew, okay, we're going to do this for one year, and then we're going to be at 12, and everything's going to be fine. But like you said, we're in a spot right now where you don't know when the, the league's going to add a 12 team I think they will at some point but we could be 5 years away 6 years away who knows we have no idea so uh, this, this format I'm not a big fan of I'd rather just see them eliminate teams and, and go back to a an 8 team quarter final final type format this
0: is where I say you bring Arizona State in you have 12 teams and then you can do that you can go back to that but at any rate uh, alright Mike thanks for joining us before we let you go second period coming up here Lowell will start the period on a power, power play obviously a big power play if they can get a lead uh, get a goal and make the lead 2 to nothing but what do you look
1: for here in the second for, yeah you got to kill that penalty first. The Merrimack's penalty kill has been hot and cold. There's been games where it's been really good. There's been games where it's been uh, not so good at all. I think on the season as a whole, they're only about 75%, so that's not that's not very good. So you, you got to start by killing this penalty, uh, and that at least gives you still in position. You're still within striking distance if you kill the penalty. If you don't kill the penalty and you're down 2 nothing, there's still plenty of time left. But, again, you know, you haven't scored against Hurdenberg. Uh, it kind of feels like things are piling up against you. So I think killing the penalty is key. All
0: right, thanks a lot, Mike. Uh, he's at the MacReport.com, also the Eagle Tribune, and College Hockey News. Thanks, Mike. Uh, we, we may chat with you again tomorrow. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, that's Mike McMahon. The score after one. UMass one one. Merrimack nothing. We're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.